We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 2 Recap Early. Waiver wire ads, the injuries, and maybe even some snap shares. I'm going to compartmentalize all of this in an email. If you subscribe to the newsletter, I'm just going to dump in my player notes. I'll have the chart of the player snaps, everyone who got injured today, and some early pickups. I'll have the full waiver wire column up on DKNation.com on Monday morning. I'll do a touch-up on the Pat Mayo experience on Monday afternoon once we know more information. There's only so much speculation that we can do on guys that got hurt today. How serious is it? Well, most of them we actually have no idea. So I'll just run through who they are very quickly. And then we'll get on to the show. Daryl Henderson fell one yard short of his overprop before he got hurt. Of course, I bet the over on that one. He left the game with the ribs problem. And then it's going to be Sony Michelle taking his place. Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, and Jamichael Hasty are all hurt. Not quite sure about the severity. Sermons look really bad. He suffered a concussion. I'm not sure about the others, too. I think Kyle Juszczyk went down at one point as well. I think that leaves Trenton Cannon as the only guy left. Cannons to the left of them cannons to the right of them might be like the only guy back there next week so maybe they'll have to play trey lance at running back or just permanent shotgun running quarterback as the extension of their running game is they let jimmy garoppolo run 11 times today which is probably not ideal uh, so those are really the only running back injuries dalvin cook got hurt like three times but he ended up coming back every single time so i suppose he's fine at receiver deontay johnson hurt his knee the same knee as last week that he injured uh, was able to come back from on the meaningless last play of the game after the steelers had lost against the raiders so keep an eye on that moving forward jervis landry looks like he's going to miss a few weeks with a knee injury not sure if beckham's going to come Come back next week. Nico Collins and Danny Amendola left the game with both a shoulder and hamstring injury for the Texans. That's a short turnaround week. Thursday night against Carolina for them. Just keep playing Brendan Cooks. He's awesome. 
It's like someone should have told you that Brandon Cooks was awesome, and then they did. And they put their money where their mouth was against Mike Leone and Odell Beckham. I'm going to victory lap this now before Beckham comes back and is like the best fantasy receiver. It's all I got right now because it was not a great day for me in the DraftKings world. Good betting day. Bad day on DraftKings for me. Russell Gage got hurt for Atlanta, and it just came out as we're speaking right now. We filmed this during Sunday Night Football, so we're not going to have all the information on that game. But LaVisca Chenault is going for an MRI on his shoulder. Uh, that was announced by Adam Schefter way later in the day. So keep an eye on him going forward. Just, you know, more targets for Marv. So that's great news. At quarterback, Tua Tugs, he hurt his ribs. Not sure whether or not he's going to play. Tyrod hurt his hamstring. We got Detective Mills in at quarterback. You're not going to see Deshaun Watson. Don't hold out hope for that. So it's probably Mills starting on Thursday night. That's not official as of yet, but we'll see where Taylor's at going into the week. Andy Dalton hurt his knee trying to be Justin Fields and running the ball, and he hurt himself on like two consecutive plays. Not great. Carson Wentz rolled his ankle too in one of his myriad awful just no look passes throughout the day he threw a pick on a shovel pass you rarely see that james o'shaughnessy the irish assassin left the game for the jags as well with an ankle injury he didn't can't come back eckler and evans and cook all got hurt in the later set of games they all came back into the game let's bring him in from awesomeo.com it is ben raza it's not gonna be meany every week i just want to yuck it up with some people here on the on the show yeah any injuries you saw that that i didn't mention there I mean, I got injured today watching the games, but other than that, uh, no, I think you summed it up nicely. It was quite a day of football out there. The, I think the hot pickup this week at running back is going to be Cordero Patterson. So I really need to figure out what's going on with him because it's not like he played more than Mike Davis. He didn't. He just happened to score two touchdowns on 12 touches, which we know with his physicality, his speed, he can do that. I just don't know how reliable that's going to be and mike davis despite having just the worst day i think he had seven catches or eight catches like they still used him out of the backfield as a pass catcher that's what we always wanted no doubt and you just i mean we're going to see this all year you can't run against tampa's front so uh it's not the best team to kind of draw you know things going forward and cordero patterson's not a volume guy he certainly can get there with explosiveness but yeah, I'm with you. I have a feeling we're going to be hearing his name a lot, and maybe that's an overreaction. So I'll have the full list in terms of the rankings and a full breakdown again on the Pat Mayo experience more. But the four names I really highlighted that I think are like the target running back pickups, Cordero Patterson, Sony Michelle, Zach Moss, and James White. The Sony Michelle thing really depends on the availability of Daryl Henderson, who touched the ball basically every time until he got hurt. And then Sony Michelle came in the game. Actually looked pretty good. So we'll see how that ends up shaking out. Maybe you have to own him as a handcuff anyway, but... The only other one I'm really trying to like, whoever shows up for San Francisco, but that's going to really depend on the injuries and if they sign someone at receiver. Got Tim Patrick, Sterling Shepard, uh, Rondell Moore, KJ Osborne, Henry Ruggs. I said Curtis Samuel as well, only because after watching Washington the past two weeks, like there is going to be an overload of target. If Adam Humphreys, Hump Daddy, is getting this many targets, there's going to be a role for Curtis Samuel once he comes back. And it looks like Washington's defense is not maybe what we thought it was coming into the year. That's been surprising for me. Obviously, the pass rush, I still respect, but the secondary is not good. And on the other side, Hineke's not that bad. Uh, so I think there is opportunities for these pass catchers. These games, I mean, everyone, including me, didn't expect that game against the Giants to get up and down like it did. So maybe more opportunity than we first imagined. Yeah, I think I still like Tim Patrick the best with Jerry Judy being out for so long. In terms of the Browns receivers, you got Donovan Peoples-Jones, you have Rashard Higgins, and the Schwartz. So I broke it down for snaps and routes run from today's game. And I mean, Baker only threw the ball 21 times. He's another guy who got hurt and then came back into the game. I thought he broke his collarbone, but apparently he was I fine. saw you tweet that. Yeah, yeah like, he, that was just, he was just dangling. Like, you know... 
you know when people like separate their shoulder like they have that look and like their arm is just kind of dangling there was his left shoulder it was non-throwing shoulder but it was just like hanging i was like oh god that looks horrible but you know just a stinger apparently he was okay donovan peoples jones played 45 snaps ran 17 routes higgins 41 snaps 15 routes the schwartz 28 snaps, 13 reps. So I do think it is Donovan Peoples-Jones. And it all really depends, I suppose, on the availability of Odell next week. I think that he'll probably end up playing because Landry is likely going to miss the game. That would make Peoples-Jones the starter. I played him this week. I mean, one of the reasons why I didn't win on DraftKings. But I do like him out there maybe in games where they actually have to throw. That might be something to look into. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason they held Odell out uh, was there were basically two touchdown favorites at home here, so... Uh, I get it. If the volume comes with Baker, there's going to be opportunities there. And yeah, everybody's banged up. Schwartz is also a guy. I think he had a Q tag going into today. So uh, there's opportunities. It's just, you need the Browns to follow the game script. They're a very good team. And when Chubb gets going, it really hurts all these guys. Yeah. Fields and Teddy B as I mean, Fields more is like an actual pickup. If he is actually going to be starting beginning next week. And then Teddy Bridgewater just plays the jets next week. The Broncos started with a pretty easy schedule. Austin Hooper could be another guy to fill that void on the Browns. He's widely available at tight end. Max Williams, all of a sudden for Arizona, if they're just going to push the pace and throw this many times, just having guys on the field seems to be a good idea. Like Rondell Moore is not going to do this every single week. But he has that upside because of the pace of this offense, the amount of volume that's going on, and his explosiveness. Like, oh, it's just a huge touchdown for Demarcus Robinson as I just look over to the, the right of my screen. This game is just a oh. boat race. This is what I wanted stupid Chargers in Dallas to be. It wasn't. Yeah, this is not – Demarcus Robinson was not on the old radar. But, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, they are out of control. I know they run four wide a lot, but, yeah, anyone that's got – a role in that offense is somewhat viable at this point, just because of the way they play their defense seems uh, to be willing to cooperate in these shootouts. So Kyler and, and co are going to be busy all season. Yeah. And defenses just as an early look right now, Carolina again at Houston in the Thursday night game looks pretty good. Carolina has been bringing oh, yeah. the pressure each of the first two weeks. I don't see why that's going to stop against Houston, especially if Mills is playing, he's not quite as mobile as Tyrod as I've seen. Uh, the Raiders yeah. against Miami. Miami can't block, man, at all. I don't care who's playing quarterback for them. They legit can't block. Yeah, they got two of, two of I guess, as you mentioned, ribs. That didn't look good. So uh, they're going to have a problem. Maybe the Raiders are actually good. That I mean, that's a question I think we have to ask ourselves. Are they actually good? And after Cuss locked in, I was going to pound Pittsburgh minus five to open the week. And then Cuss told me that that was his super lock and there's no way that they could lose. I was like, ah, I'm probably just not going to bet that now. So I'll pick the Steelers, but I'm not betting that game. You have now officially terrified me on it. I was surprised. I thought the spread was a little heavy, but I like them as part of teaser. Certainly I, I didn't go there in survivor, but I, I would have got it if you went against the grain and, just a no-show at home. That was surprising. Maybe the Raiders, I mean, even Ruggs now, who I didn't I didn't like when they drafted him, uh, now he's just an actual playmaker on this offense. It's kind of disturbing. I just think the Steelers' offense is bad, isn't it? They are. They are bad. But I don't know, though. Derek, like, maybe Derek Carr is good. Like, what kind of world is this? Maybe, but, like, last week when we looked at, like, Yes, the Steelers won, and it got glossed over that they beat the Bills, and the Bills were supposed to be really good. And their defense has played, I mean, their defense played great against the Bills. Not so much the case today against the Raiders, but it's not like Pittsburgh was moving the ball all that well at Buffalo last week either. No, they got serious problems. I mean, Najee's doing what he can, but this this offensive line's got serious issues. They've got playmakers. It's just, it's not working right now. So 
maybe it's more product that the Steelers are dysfunctional and clearly the Ravens uh, have a lot of injuries. So maybe the Raiders just benefited from, you know, the teams are better name recognition than actual teams that they've played so far. Yeah. The other two defenses I was looking at was Denver against the Jets, but people probably pick them up to play Jacksonville this week, but they could be available. Arizona is at Jacksonville. If people didn't jump on Arizona, that's still a really nice spot for them. Although it is West going East and how can anyone ever do that? And then the only other one I found, like, cause this one is going to be completely um, unknown is Atlanta at the Giants. Atlanta's pass rush got to Brady a little bit. Didn't you know, matter, but they did get to him a few times, which was encouraging to see if nothing else. Yeah. And I mean, Daniel Jones, he's, he's certainly mobile, but he makes two or three passes that are just, uh, I'm not sure what's going on style. So there's going to be opportunities there. You mentioned the Thursday game going against Mills. That's a really good spot too. So uh, a lot of opportunities on the defensive side. Yeah. Taking a look at the running back snaps for the week. This is an unofficial count right now. I should have the official count you know, by at least Monday afternoon, something like that. Uh, Najee Harris played 95% of the Steelers snaps. Kamara played 84% of the Saints snaps. Mixon played 83%. Saquon actually played 83% of the Giants snaps. Then it was Montgomery, Delvin, James Robinson, Zeke. Christian McCaffrey and Kenyon Drake. They were all the guys who finished in the 70% range at running back for their teams. Let's talk more about week one. I had a really good DraftKings week last week. And you know what? I did not have a good DraftKings week this week. But the thing that I didn't do was like, I am invincible at DraftKings now. I won week one. I won a lot of money week one. I'm going to just you know up my game, start playing in like the 555, the 333. I didn't do that. For the first time, like ever, after winning like a good sum of money, and you know, I didn't get completely shut out. I think I was in for like four hundred bucks. I got like a buck seventy-five back, like one seventy-five back, not like a dollar seventy-five back. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Bad week. That's fine though. And I, the only reason I was able to get that money back is because I avoided playing the Millie Maker and I played again in these like fifty-dollar and hundred-dollar like really small tournaments, and I had bad lineups of cash in those because there were so few people. No doubt, contest selection. Uh... You know, the, the Millie is fun and it's always good to give that a run. But realistically, you know, the, the three maxes and single entries are just different structures are it gives you opportunities. The cash lines are different and just the, the payout structure is a lot different. So uh, early in NFL, I'm kind of mixing and matching right now. I'm, I'm in experimentation mode through the first two weeks. Uh, I played different types of lineups, different amounts of lineups week one and week two. So kind of seeing what works and what I'm going to do going forward. Well, you had Derrick Henry this week, but you didn't have enough Cooper Cup. I myself did not have enough Cooper Cup. I had zero Derrick Henry and minimal Cooper Cup, so not a great week. No Michael Pittman either. Yeah, so Michael Pittman last week was an absolute killer for me. I really needed him to come through. He didn't. He certainly did today. I did not play him. But yeah, Cooper Cup, I mean, the Rams obviously are a prolific offense with Stafford. I got to Kyler. It was weird because, you know, Kyler exploded, but Hopkins wasn't useful with the salary uh so it's just like a weird build with him it was all there but it just nothing really connected for me but that's all right I mean it was uh it was a week where I kind of shifted last week I actually built 150 which for me is very rare uh so now I'm I'm kind of finding that happy medium when you're playing 150 like what are you throwing those in are you throwing those in the miller are you throwing them in like the big eight I think is it the eight dollar or the nine dollar slant it's the nine dollar slant that's like a pretty good tournament right yeah, the $9 slant, uh, one of them, or maybe that one is like a 2x minimum min cash. So kind of a different structure than the Millie. Uh, and then you've got, you know, the 20 maxes and some of those other tournaments. 
uh, in between, uh, you know, the Millie is great again, but it's, it's just such a ridiculous, it's almost a pseudo winner take all. Um, and that, that is just not good for, for bankroll management. It's fun if you win, but if you don't, which is most likely the case, of course, uh, it's tough to come out of there ahead. Any good plays that you felt like you had? Because I just went overboard on, let's talk about the Dallas and Chargers game. Cause that felt like the, like the hype game of the day. It had its, you know, it's America's game. It wasn't, no, that's the Fox game. Whatever the hell it's CBS calls, whatever their big game is. They had the crew on it. And it's weird because the Chargers lose on the last second field goal. But if they weren't inside the 20, Dallas's 20 yard line, they moved the ball at will. And it's not like they didn't punt once in the entire game. It, it was kind of crazy. It was just one of those games. Yeah, I felt like, I mean, just the way it ended was ridiculous in itself, but it was there. It's just some of these other games, I think, kind of closed the door in terms of punching them in and getting those scores. I had a lot of bad. I mean, I was able to get to Rondell Moore with with, uh, Kyler Murray a little, and that's at the table. But again, I just didn't have the right things around them, uh, which is obviously not going to do any good. The one other guy that I, I just continue to play, DJ Moore, who... I know Christian McCaffrey, of course, is back, but TJ Moore is still very, very good. And Darnold, uh, I'm sure he's loving being out of the dumpster fire that is the New York Jets at this point. Do you want to talk about the Jets now? Because I had a very (laughs) fun Jets experience today. I bet you did. I was thinking about that. Uh, I know. I mean, I I take it personally when people say, oh, this guy reminds me of Josh Allen. Get that out of here. Um, Tough scene today for Zach Wilson and co. It's not looking great. In fairness to Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked very good either. No, but uh, yeah, maybe they're both bad. I like Justin Fields. I've always been on the Justin. Not that he's looked great either, but he hasn't really done anything yet. Um, Zach Wilson, though, those were, I mean, that's, those were jackpot throws. I don't even know who he was throwing to on a couple of them. Truly. I just he's trying to make something happen is the only thing and cussed like the progressive meltdown on each of the four picks I was documenting it on Twitter obviously and I'm sure he'll have he was blaming Corey Davis a lot uh nothing was Zach Wilson's fault that's what I heard most mm. of the day um yeah, what's he supposed to do and then he was very upset that they didn't pull him from the game uh so yeah here here are the four stages oh, wow. of cussed right here Tambo came over to watch the games I see, I see Tambo there in the uh, the top right. Very nice. I don't even know tr- truthfully who the Jets' backup quarterback is. Yeah, I don't know either. It's probably it's ha- nobody real. How bad would you have to be to be the Jets' quarterback right now? Like the backup quarterback? Pretty bad. Um, I don't. I, I yeah. I mean, I'm gonna let's gonna, take it. Let's take a gander. You're gonna effort that. Yeah, I'm gonna effort that. We got uh, <laughs> the Jets' backup quarterback is. Mike White, and that doesn't really help me because I don't know who that is. Uh, the creator of the hit smash show White Lotus, Mike White, director of School of Rock, Mike White. He doesn't seem like he has well, a football body. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I mean, that's probably why they didn't put him in the game then. So uh, I saw Josh Johnson's name where when I Googled as well. I, I do know who that is. So that clearly the, the Jets quarterback room, Zach Wilson's going to be in there no matter how many picks he throws because they don't have anyone behind him. Did anyone, like, what game did you focus on from the early set? I think we watched, just, I had a lot of money on the Bills in various formats. That's why my gambling day went so well, is because Buffalo absolutely waxed Miami. And I don't think it really made that big of a difference that Brissett was playing quarterback versus Tua. Because, like I said, they just couldn't block. Like, it was pretty embarrassing. And 
it didn't even feel like the Bills played all that well in that game. But that was what I was focused the most on. And then the Jets and Patriots game where Mac Jones looked good, then kind of didn't do anything. And then he didn't have to do anything after a while. I had, I, when I played my five prize picks this week in the contest, I had uh, in the MMN contest, I had Jacoby Myers over four catches. I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. He has four catches at halftime. I don't think that Mac Jones had to throw a pass in the second half. So that was kind of what happened to me. Uh, I focused on Carolina early, but honestly, the game felt, I, I bet them and it felt in hand a little bit, pretty comfortable. So then I focused my attention on the Eagles and I had overs on Jalen Rager, which I hit okay. when he caught that touchdown. Okay. What, and what, then it just what, didn't yeah, what happened? Because we were watching that game without sound. We were like, oh, Rager scored. Yeah. And then, then like fast forward two minutes and like we're looking, nope. it's like the points are off the board. It's still three nothing now. And they're at like midfield. What happened with that? He stepped out of bounds slightly that's before the pass. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Which again, at the time I was a little irked, but I figured it's the second quarter. Obviously he's going to catch another pass. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Didn't, didn't catch any more passes in that entire game. That really hurt. Uh, I, I needed that offense to do more and they didn't do anything. And then you mentioned this during your monologue at the beginning, Carson Wentz threw almost multiple interceptions on underhanded shovel passes today he threw one but he had a couple other outrageous throws in the early window did you stick with that new orleans carolina game like all the way through uh i was watching i have a couple different tvs so it was on one of them but i wasn't you know watching too intently did did you see my new setup for the tvs no it was i saw you had something working with were those whole TVs or were there computers in there? So so last week, my TV installation guys, I bought a bunch of TVs. I got like, I booked a thing in order to get them like mounted on the wall, everything hooked up and they like didn't show last week. So we had to improvise with like TVs on chairs in order to hold them yeah. up because the TVs, we couldn't find the stands for them because like, no, these are going on the wall. Uh, didn't have anything to hook them to the wall with. So we just hooked up a bunch of monitors, a bunch of TVs, streamed all the content. This week, we had the new, we got seven TVs mounted on the wall. We were good to oh, go. Wow. And That's... there was the ultimate Jameis like series in that game where at one point he was getting sacked and he moved the ball to his left hand and threw it left-handed off his offensive lineman's head. And then, like, two plays later, he was getting, like, he was rolling out to the left, and he, avoid, he like, eluded one tackle, but then he did, like, a half-spin move and just chucked it as far as he could for a pick. It was like, I need this back in my life. I miss watching this. And the biggest thing where, you know, it's basically printing free money at this point, Jameis over rushing yards every single week until they make it at least 19 and a half. Yeah, I saw that today. He scored on a just walk-in touchdown on the ground. I saw the long pick where he just threw a Hail Mary for no reason. Um, but, man, did you watch the Colts game at all? Yeah, I watched a ton of it because I was sweating the Rams, and I thought it was, like, game in hand. Like, Wentz looked good but awful at the same time. He was a bit more elusive in this game than he was last week, and that was one of the main reasons that I, I picked it on the Rams. Like, I wanted to take the Rams here is that – the offensive line wasn't holding up. Obviously, the Rams can get to the pass, can get to the passer, but like Wentz just showed an inability to get away from anyone last week. And he was able to do that a little bit this week, which I was surprised by. But like they only have eight yard complete. Like, you need four yards on a pass. Carson Wentz has got you. But that's really it. <laughs> he just, I don't know. I, I'm a big Carson Wentz guy. I thought he was going to be really good at, in Indy, and he just gets himself into outrageous situations and then he tries to throw the ball and that and then Aaron Donald 
fell on him. And now I don't know how badly he's hurt, but uh, Jacob Eason in his limited time did not seem like the answer. You, you don't think his first pass being a pick was good? No, that was a, it, and Hines was open underneath too. And he just threw it to Jalen Ramsey for reasons unknown. Well, you got to throw it. Maybe he got confused about who was on his team and who isn't like, there's a lot of different guys out there. I can, are you allowed to change your number in the NFL? Like, week to week because that's what i would be doing i'd be changing no, my number you... every week so they always say this and i i i don't even know if this is more like urban legend i i believe that if you do that you have to buy all the other jerseys what does that mean it's like oh you got to go to like tj max and buy all the jerseys on the rack that are your former number that can't be true that's what they always say they always say that they're like oh this guy who wanted to change but he didn't want to pay like the seven million dollars uh, to like as if and it's always like an some random guy like who's buying his jersey it's not like a quarterback I always wonder that like who's who's buying the strong safety on the Raiders jersey like I thought it was like if you wanted to get your number to be someone else's on your team's number like you have to buy it off of them like you, you put up a gesture but I didn't realize you had, that yeah like with rookies and stuff yeah I, I didn't realize that if you wanted to change your number you had to go like to NFL shop and order all your own jersey <laughs> Yeah, you have to go like quantity unlimited and you buy them all and then you can do it. Trying to find the Saints number. There was a crazy one that I I saw it today. I can't remember if it's from my notes or if it's... Yeah, Jameis Winston goes over 15 yards rushing for the 30th start in his career, over 20 uh, for the 20th time in his career. Like It's not like he has designed runs, but he's fucking Jameis. He just runs around like a crazy person and then takes off sometimes. And it's not like he he gets a lot of like four-yard runs. Generally, when he runs, it's like 15-yard chunks because there's no one in front of him. So that there is like a, a nice wrinkle with the NFL. And I've been taking advantage. I had Trevor Lawrence's rushing yards over today. Like when you're not slow, but you're also not a runner, it's a perfect thing because your prop is like one long scramble. And no one expects you to ever scramble. So if you ever do, you just get it all in one prop. Like if you're super mobile, of course, they price it up. But a guy like Jameis, guy like Trevor Lawrence, Carson Wentz, all these guys, when they take off, they gain 10, 12 yards and their prop is always like 10 to 12. What did you make of the Niners today with the Eagles? Like this game just, it seemed like neither. It's funny because every time I watched it, it seemed like Hertz was moving the ball, but it was almost like the chargers. Like they would move it to a point, then either turn it over or you know, miss a field goal. Like it was just a really strange game because it did feel like Philly had the pedal to the metal for a while. Then you look up and San Francisco's just winning. Yeah, that's well put. I thought Philly at every point, it was like, all right, Eagles, they got this, but they, they never did. And I also think it's two teams that they run the ball. The game was so fast that the variance, it was just like, Oh, it's the four. There's like eight minutes left all of a sudden. Now this is it because they, they both are so ground heavy. The clock just churned and churned. So I saw like Quez Watkins today had a 91 yard catch, but he didn't have a touchdown. That's tough to do. That's very, very difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah. Strange games. I didn't see much of Denver and Jacksonville. I just had it like on the corner of my eye. I was like, hey, Trevor Lawrence looks really good on this first drive. And that was really the only drive that he looked good on all day somehow. You should, I should have known too, is that one of Tim's bets this week was under Trevor Lawrence rushing yards because, well, he didn't have any rushes and he didn't have any rushing yards in week one. Why would he do it in week two? I was like, that's that's great logic right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I went over, you know, at Clemson, he used to run quite often. And uh, I didn't watch a ton of that game. It was nice to see Cortland Sutton, if he gets healthy and he looked healthy today, um, 
people forgot how good he was and he's just a great player i'm really a big fan of his well it's arizona next week at jacksonville so so far we've seen Cortland sutton acting as wide receiver one absolutely torched the jags brennan cooks working as wide receiver one last week absolutely torched the jags like hopkins has to go off next week then you would think yeah and i mean my first thought was the jags are so bad that maybe he won't have to but honestly arizona's defense might be so bad that maybe the Jags are able to move the ball a bit because right now Arizona's offense is just unstoppable. Now that we can get out and travel and take vacations, we want to celebrate some of our favorite times by turning our new memories into art. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at truly affordable prices or combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. It's fast, and you can receive your portrait in as little to two weeks. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try PaintYourLife.com. Send any picture of yourself, your children, family, a special place, someone you love who isn't around anymore, a cherished pet, even an action shot of you or your children playing your favorite sport. It makes a perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it can be cherished forever i got my stuff it showed up and my wife instantly put it up on the wall it was pretty awesome and i wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was and we got it I was like oh crap like this this actually is something we can put on the wall so paintyourlife.com is where you want to be and at paintyourlife.com there's no risk if you don't love the final painting your money is refunded guaranteed and right now for a limited time offer get 20 percent off your painting that's right 20% off and free shipping to get this special offer text the word mayo m-a-y-o to 64,000 that's mayo to 64,000 text mayo to 64,000 that's 64000 text that paint your life celebrate the moments that matter most terms apply available at paintyourlife.com slash terms again Text Mayo to 64,000. It's kind of like Tampa Bay's offense where they didn't seem like they did did anything all day. And then you look at Brady, it's like, oh, hey, threw five touchdowns. It's great. (laughs) Tampa's had a guy on defense, the same guy, I think he scored twice. He did. He scored twice on what looked like the same play twice. Just, yeah, that team is... That team is quite good. Like every week I'm like, all right, well, Gronk's going to be irrelevant until the playoffs. And then he's just smashing the ball uh, immediately. So I don't know what you do about Tampa. It's because I had Atlanta against the spread and like realistically, they they, they should have covered the spread in that game. Like when you reverse engineer how everything, we even got a Matt Ryan RPO for a two point conversion in that game where I wouldn't suggest trying that again, Matt Ryan. It looked very painful trying to flip into the end zone like that. But, you know, two pick sixes, you're probably not going to cover the spread at that point. But it's two weeks in a row where Atlanta seems like they should be doing a lot better than they are. I I can't quite figure out what's going. I mean, their defense isn't good whatsoever. But the offense, like, they find themselves in, like, third and eight a lot, and they just never get it. Yeah, I don't know. Every, every... Like you've got Kyle Pitts and it's like, oh, you know, here he goes. He's emerging, but none of these guys are doing anything. Russell Gage, who I was super high on coming into the season, non-existent. Got, and uh, got hurt. Oh, there you go. Well, uh, I don't know about Atlanta. They right now, especially because Carolina is clearly much better. 
Atlanta's making a very strong case that they will be in the bottom of the South. Well, is Carolina good or not? Or did they catch the Saints at absolutely the right time this week with them? Like, you just even, it was like the Steelers, too. Like, looking at the Steelers' injury report before the game, it's like, oh, they have no one on defense. Like, all of their best defensive players, and then Watt had to leave the game super early. But, like, Bush and Hayden were just ruled out. You know, at 11.30 a.m., then all of a sudden Watt's not playing. But then you look at the Saints, like half their defense was missing. All of their coaches had COVID. Like we, I, I, and I, I, said, I didn't bet the Saints, but everyone I knew, you included, Pozzola gave it out on the show on Friday. Everyone just loved the Panthers this week. I was like, I just think that the Saints are better, but maybe I was dead wrong about that. I do think it was a pretty bad spot uh, for the Saints. I, I do think Carolina's defense, though, is better than I thought um Darnold's just fine right now he's got weapons I think I don't think they're world beaters but they're uh they're a solid team I think I don't like their coach I'll be honest this guy punts uh it's like oh you know it's third and goal from the seven they throw an incompletion it's like will they go for it or kick a field goal no they're punting like wait what this guy punts from inside their own territory for no reason frequently it's quite disturbing I do I would think that Matt rule would have better sense than that, but uh, you would think, cause he seems like a smart guy, but uh, bad punting. Strange. Don't ever punt. They also need to figure out a new play from the one yard line. Cause it's two weeks in a row now that like just running it up the middle with Christian McCaffrey isn't working. Uh, yeah. McCaffrey's he did finally get in today at one point, but yeah, there are many, many, many attempts where that didn't work. And then the Browns today on the one yard line gave it to a straight creative player instead of Chubb, which was quite annoying. <laughs> there was a point during the day. I think Allen Robinson scored really early. He of like two catches today. I thought he was going to go off in that game because I, I thought the bears were going to win. I thought the bears were going to cover. It's like, Oh, they'll just have no answer for Allen Robinson. Like he got a touch and then they didn't need him the rest of the game. Cause burrow just kept throwing picks. But there was a guy on Carolina who's named like, like Lenny. It was like Lenny Zykstra or something yeah, like that. I saw he, that. He had a touchdown. Then like some other Jamoke had a touchdown. That guy in Cleveland had a touchdown. I was like, what is going on here? Like, this isn't great. And then as soon as Pollard scored the first touchdown for Dallas, it was like, oh, no, here we go. Sing- I mean, I think Singletary had the first touchdown just today in general. And that set the tone because uh, I would uh, Singletary, I always think he should be the bell cow. And then, of course, Zach Moss was back today. So. He was just completely irrelevant, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of absolute slappies found the end zone. Yeah. Well, we had Zach Moss ended up with the two touchdowns. He only played 28% of the snaps though. It was 66% for Singletary. It just felt like that. I don't know. There was something about the bills offense today that seemed really out of sync. And maybe it was just complacency knowing like, Hey, we're probably not going to give up a point today. We're up 21, nothing like who cares? I mean, they were in, full 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 control um yeah i mean even you mentioned Allen robinson that's how i kind of felt about Diggs. like Diggs scored one of the early touchdowns for buffalo and then he was just like not needed at all but watching the game like howard had him locked down pretty well because they were trying to force it to Diggs at certain points but I, I was stunned like and maybe and this is why i think there was just like it was just complacency like ah we can do whatever like Gabe Davis didn't have a catch I thought that Cole Beasley or Sanders one of those two guys would really go off but it just it never really materialized that they, they didn't need it because it if you're going to attack the Dolphins the middle of the field is the best place to do it up the seams uh, and just get away from Byron Jones get away from Xavier and Howard and like they have no one else and you should be clear sailing but at the same time it wasn't necessary I suppose like that they're playing the Raiders this week that's tough it's in Vegas too 
I feel like the world. The, I feel like the world will be on Vegas, and Miami's probably the play. Uh, I mean, I the Raiders are a team. I can already tell. I have no feel on this entire year. Uh, they're just they're difficult. Waller's a, a constant problem because he's super good, but he's a, a weird build each and every week. I don't like the running backs. I'll never get to Carr, and then like Rugs is. I, I'm. I don't know. Rugs. Maybe he is good. It just. I, I'm. I'm not a fan, and he seems to be grasping it faster than I thought he would. A.J. Brown had two horrendous drops. In the I game. saw one of them. Yeah, there was one that was like a deep, like, I think he was just running up the seam, or maybe it was a slant back, or it was a post, and he ended up just putting it on the ground. He had another one later in the game, too. They ended up winning because of Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry absolutely goes off. What's more surprising, though, six catches for Derrick Henry or the overwhelming amount of taunting penalties today? Yeah, they're really trying to ta- not only taunting penalties. I saw multiple guys get ejected today. Did you see that? Who got it? I didn't see anyone get ejected. Oh, I saw two people. A guy on the Rams got ejected. A guy in the Steelers got ejected for spitting, I believe. Oh, that's classic. Um, Spit- spitting at someone is classless. I don't don't quote the. Uh, but yeah, he got ejected. The guy on the Rams got ejected for touching the official. Um, which was a bold strategy. Yeah, guys are getting thrown out all over the place. I did see a ridiculous amount of taunts. Uh, some questionable calls as there always are. I don't know. Today was a weird day for the NFL. Yeah. The early games kind of sucked to tell you the truth. Like I was all jazzed oh, up, like watching nine games at once. Like nothing is fucking happening in these games at all. And I was fired up. Cause like all of my stacks, I played three main stacks. It was the Dallas stack with chargers, bring back Chargers stack with Dallas, bring back. And then Matt Ryan stack with Tampa bring back, which actually turned out to be the best lineup. Yeah. Everything was slanted late. Uh, I was just sad sad in the early games because it wasn't going well and and the eagle i needed the eagles guys and, and then elijah mitchell who i wasn't even on you mentioned they're all banged up now so what's gonna maybe hot take maybe they just put debo samuel at running back just continue to get him the ball because he is amazing they he, gave him carries he, he got hurt at one point too he was fine though i was like oh no this isn't good he always has a like hamstring problem and obviously if you have a hamstring problem and you're on the 49ers like you you need to stay on the sidelines for a bit you can't have your full role because that's what Kyle <laughs> like but like legit who's going to play running back for these guys like Trey you'd have no, to, I don't I you'd have to think there's more Trey Lance yeah I don't I I'm, I was only being like half joking I think Debo Samuel might get some carries they give him the ball in the backfield why not yeah I'm trying to yeah. look at the the Patriots splits here James, oh yeah, James White ran one in. That was disturbing. That's always yeah. fun. Yeah, James White fifty percent of the snaps. Damian Harris forty two percent of the snaps. Damian Harris probably had the most. I guess there was a few Derrick Henry ones that were super impressive, but his touchdown where it looked like he broke seventeen tackles. It's against the Jets, but it was very impressive nonetheless. I, it was. It was nice. Definitely nice. Uh, yeah, he's good. I mean, uh, that was one guy I got to. Not that it made any difference, but I was on him and. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier, but I have to echo this. Dalvin Cook, every play, I'm just like, holy shit, he's out for the year. This is awful. And then Madison also has dreadlocks. So I'm like, wait, is he back or is that not him? And then Dalvin Cook always comes back and then he's also injured again. That guy, he always gets hurt, but he always somehow recovers. We saw a bunch of teams in like the rebound spot this week where like Tennessee ends up getting the win after looking horrible. And I still can't quite understand how they won that game 
because Seattle had it in full control most of the time. The Colts looked a lot better this week, despite not winning, although they lose Carson Wentz, no word on how long he's going to be out. And, you know, the Vikings should have beat the Cardinals. They're just the Vikings, and they did. But they did cover the spread. So that was It was really only Atlanta that got beat up again. But I think they looked better than the score might indicate. I'd agree with that. Like, see, a team like the Jaguars, I think they got beat up again, but I think they're just awful. Yeah, so like, um, if we're talking about like who like the actual worst teams in football are, is it the Jets and Jags? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I still think the Texans are horrendous, but I, clearly, I, you they... know what? You know what the Texans are? They're they're two. It's like those NBA teams. I remember there used to be Raptors teams like this, like when Mike James was their best player, and they had like <laughs> Rafer Olsen. But they have all these guys that are like vets that aren't awful. They're just not good, but they have enough like knowledge of the rules, like don't commit penalties, like stuff like that. That they're competitive against like the really shitty teams. As weird as that. There is a chance. Do you you know what I mean when I say that, though? Like, they don't do anything to fuck themselves up. They're just not that good. Yeah, I would... The way I would describe that is, like, there are teams that are super low variance, and they're just, like, automatically going to be now 5 and 12. Like, they're not going to lose all their games. They have no chance to be a ceiling team. They'll just pick up wins when other teams do dumb things, and they'll never really kind of overachieved they just are who they are but they're they're locked into just being like slightly 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 below average if you were a rams fan would you be worried about their defense because that's indie moved the ball pretty freely that entire game like if wentz wasn't a disaster in the red zone the colts would have easily won and even last week against dalton like chicago moved the ball pretty well be a little worried i mean today was a that's a good win you know that's a competitive game on the road uh I don't think they've looked outstanding, but that, I mean, the West is nuts. Seattle lost, but that, that division could have been double. Everyone would have been undefeated. Yeah, I suppose that's true. And in the other West, only the Chargers have lost so far, pending a Chiefs win Sunday night football. But in the Chargers probably should have, like, who do you think played better in that game? The Chargers, it felt like the Chargers played better. Oh yeah, they did play better. I, the Cowboys, I mean, first of all, the Cowboys got the refs in their back pocket. Not that I really, I could care less, uh, didn't bet the game, but some fortunate calls at the end. The Jared Cook, I don't even know what happened there late. Oh, on the, um, on the Parham touchdown. Yeah, like what? What is that? And then they there's like taunting, but there's also illegal motion. Very, very confused. Yeah, they also got that blocking down the like ineligible receiver down the field. And the guy was like legit two yards from the line of scrimmage, like trying to block someone. It was like, yeah, all right, it's tough. But like they just couldn't convert like Herbert. I mean, as Jeff would say, you know, to pick off Herbert, you need to have mad skills. Now, the Chargers losing in such a bizarre <laughs> fashion is going to be great for the spread pick show this week. Wilson, four picks. Wilson had, like, Tim has made a bet the last two weeks. He's made this bet a bunch of times already that Wilson won't throw a pick in his first 10 passes at 10 to 1. That's the odds that he gives us. So he's lost at the first 10 two. 10 to 1. Yeah, 10 to 1. Okay. I gotta, I gotta go. I'm hurting. You know, I need a good week. I might have to fly up just to get in on some of this action and pad the bankroll here. Yeah. It's pretty low limits. It's not, it's not Ben Rosal limits when you're betting with Gus. He only has so much money. You need to bet that he can actually pay you out on it. But I mean, 10 to one, isn't crazy. What's that? A, you're betting a 10% chance that he throws a pick. Like people don't throw a t- t- picks at a 10% rate. Oh, this guy. I mean, he doesn't throw the ball that I, today he was at a, it was at like a 40% clip at one point. So 
questionable, but where do you have, cause we were talking about bad teams. Where do you have the giants? Feel like the giants are better than those two teams. I don't know so why. Do I. I don't know why I feel that way, but <laughs> it seems like they'll yeah, get, they're, it they're seems bad. Like, yeah. It seems like they'll get healthier though. I don't think that they're good, but I don't think they're as bad as maybe they've looked. And I, I, I think that they're going to be able to score points. They might not be able to stop anyone ever. I do think that when it's the right week, they'll have everyone clicking. Like Tony will eventually become, hopefully, a decent part of this offense. Evan Ingram will be back for full strength for two games. Barkley is getting a little bit better. And maybe just Danny Fums will stop fumbling so much. He needs to change his name. Can we stop calling him Danny? He needs like a he needs a makeover. He needs to go on like Queer Eye, get a makeover, and just come back as someone else because. He's just someone I just want to stream defense against at this point because he just turns the ball over so often. It's he, I can't figure him out because he does crazy bad things. But then I look at sometimes his stat line, and I'm just like, wow, this guy had like a pretty good line. He's running the ball. He's pretty good, but it, it, it's like it's not correlated to what actually happens on the field. Do you have any lean on Monday night? Oh, yeah, that's it. I'm glad you said that. So that might be the worst team. I think the Lions are potentially the worst team. I forgot about that guy who the coach who's out of his mind and, and that team is a complete dumpster fire. Dan Campbell, he gets people fired up though. Oh yeah, they're fired up. Um, no, that's I, I don't think I don't know. I don't think Green Bay is in any serious trouble. And regardless, I think they'll win tomorrow. It's a lot of points though. What's it like 12 now? 13? Yeah, I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. It was up to 13 at one point at a place I looked. On DraftKings, it's uh, 12 right now. And if the Ravens cover 10 and a half tonight, all Tim needs is, I think he teased, he teased the Packers down to minus five, I think it was. So I probably, if his free money teaser hinges on the Packers covering five points, I'll probably just blindly bet the, bet the Lions uh, plus 12. Lions, I'm a, I'm really high on Hawkinson. I think he's going to be just peppered with targets. Him and Swift, all of them, all the running backs last week on Lions were extremely busy, but I just, I don't know about that team. That defense is an absolute sieve. They should get torched tomorrow. Did you clean up in college this week? Betting has been good. Uh, it was like, it was like comically good. And then like anything else, it started to regress. Penn state was really important last night. Um, been hit or miss, but yeah, me and Matt Kajewski doing some real good work on the college streets. That's where I feel more comfortable betting. Not even close. Is it just cause you find these soft spots and just try to exploit them where in the NFL, there really isn't any. Yeah. 32 team. Like you can find te- like, I, I mean, it's easy to say this now cause they already rolled yesterday, but like I was really high on Wyoming in Laramie, in the altitude, Ball State was coming in. Uh, that was a good spot. Who the hell is thinking about that? Like, you, you just can't find those things in the NFL now. doesn't mean it's going to work, but I, I definitely feel more, more comfortable in college. All right. Well, I'm looking at the week week three right now, like advanced lines on DraftKings Sportsbook. There's a couple pretty interesting ones. Like the Chiefs, they actually posted a line regardless of the outcome of this game. There's six and a half point favorites against the Chargers. That seems big. In Arrowhead? It's at Arrowhead, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of points. Do they have a total? Yeah, 55. Yeah, so that that makes it a little more reasonable just because if these teams are putting up 30-ish points. Um, 
I get it. I think the, I mean, the Chargers can score with them. There's no doubt about it. I just, the Chiefs are a juggernaut, obviously, offensively. Yeah, there, there's a couple weird ones. Like the Ravens are seven and a half point favorites at the Lions. Do we think that the Lions actually have a home field? Like, I don't care if the Chiefs end up beating the Ravens. The Ravens end up, like, if the Ravens end up beating the Chiefs, that line probably goes to 10. It feels like yeah. a good bet at minus seven and a half either way. Just, you know, short week for the Lions. They're playing on Monday night. The Ravens could be 0-2 going into that game. And generally speaking, the Ravens steamroll bad teams. Yeah, especially a team like that, because the Ravens can just absolutely do what the Niners did and run it down their throat. Um, I, I, that one I like, and I, I don't see really any way, even if the Ravens get blown out, I doubt that'll ever cross seven uh, unless something crazy happens with the, the Lions tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I guess the Ravens would have to like end up losing this game, then the Lions beat the Packers. Maybe it goes yeah, six, six and a half, six. Then you should probably just should have bet the Lions money line this week. If you're too, if, if you need to protect that line for yourself, <laughs> you're really big on the Ravens. Just bet the money yes. line. Here, here's an interesting because we were just talking about the Giants. They're three and a half point favorites over the Falcons. In so, the where is it? It's in New York. But should they be three and a half point favorites over anyone? Probably not. I get they get the long week. Um, they're at home. They could have won a game. Those are two. Those are two difficult teams, though. I feel like Atlanta and the Giants are similar, and neither are that bad. But one of them is going to be zero and three. Yeah, I think I would. I don't have a good lean on that one. It's really tough. The the Cowboys are four point favorites against the Eagles. If that feels like take the Eagles. I like the Eagles this year. I think that hurts. Uh, and these weapons, I don't know what the hell happened today, but they got guys on the outside, Smith, Rager, the tight ends, Quez Watkins, they're using Gainwell. They've got Sanders. That offense has some playmakers defensively. They held up. Um, they just, I don't know what, I really don't understand that game because I was watching it and it, it, you said it, they moved the ball. They just couldn't put any points on the board when it mattered. Rams are favored at home against the Bucks. The Bucks, is, Bucks is an underdog, a point and a half. That's it. I mean, really? Wow. Yeah. Last week, like when we looked at these, I looked at the bills on, I was like, oh, I'm just going to hammer the bills this week. Like they just beat the shit out of Miami all the time. Just continue to beat up on the bills. I don't see any that really stick out. Like the Patriots are three point favorites at home over the saints. That seems fair. Like I, this, this saints team is going to be Jekyll and Hyde. Like they're going to look really good one week. They're going to look really terrible the next week, but overall, if, if they get their defenders back for that game, or at least most of them, they could probably create some problems for Mac Jones. Oh, definitely. I mean, the Patriots, uh, I don't think they want Mac, Mac Jones doing anything crazy. They want to lean on the running game, lean on the defense. They're a fine team, but the Saints, when healthy, I think are a pretty good team. Who, do, who does the Bengals play? The Bengals are four and a half point dogs in Pittsburgh. Man. I kind of like the Bengals and I like Pittsburgh this year, but I just, if it's not going to be a field goal spread or if the Steelers aren't underdogs, I feel like I might just bet against them now. God, the Steelers, it, that it's tough. Cause it's like, part of me says, Oh my God, I got to go to them, but they were just in this spot this week and look what happened. Um, four and a half. God, I, I would have thought that would have been, if they would have beat the Raiders today and that's a huge, if that would have been like, seven yeah but it, it feels like if they're gonna win games I, I know what did they win by last week did they end up winning by three or seven last week but that was on like a punt block touchdown that's how they scored yeah. those points to beat the bills that 
if this bet, like in my mind, is like, I think the Bengals are going to turn the ball over, do stupid things, but they're going to score. Like their offense is pretty good. Uh, they just have such high ceiling, like the high variance players, like you said, who just break out huge plays. And it seems like the Pittsburgh defense can be had in the secondary, especially when it was as beat up as it is today. Maybe they get healthier and they're back on lockdown. But the Bengals have been getting to the quarterback pretty decently. We kind of said no offensive line for the Steelers. Ben's kind of bad. Like Ben looks bad and he can't get yeah. away from anyone. So. Wow, four and a half to see. It seems like they're going to win a lot of games by three points. I mean, they don't look good. There's no doubt about that. The Bengals, I'm not overly impressed with them either. I like the Bears today, as you did too. But, you know, the corners are holding up and they, they seem to be all right. They've got weapons on the outside. Divisional game. You could do worse than that. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to touch it. What's the Thursday spread? I don't see a Thursday spread right now because Tyrod's, they're, they're not sure if he's playing or not. I thought I, so. I thought right before I hopped on, they officially ruled him out. But I, I see. I thought they had officially ruled him out earlier. Then I saw a report before we came on that he wasn't officially ruled out. Okay, so maybe maybe he's coming back because that guy can't catch a break. No, they, they, when they brought him to the Big Ten, they probably went out with like one of those giant novelty <laughs> needles and like stuck him in the chest with it. Like, haha! It's, sorry, Tyrod, your time it's is over. Brutal, poor guy. Brutal. Oh, Finally look good. Latavius Murray touchdown. Everyone but Tyson Williams doing stuff. Well, May is going to be very happy. This will be a, a, a family night here because I don't have to watch this game. These guys, Demarcus <laughs> Robinson, Latavius Murray, they were not on the radar. Uh, what are the, what's the other one? This is the one that kind of stands out the most to me is, and I mean, I get it. I just don't know what side... It, one side is a complete no bet, but I don't know if I have the guts to take the other side. It just seems like too big of a spread. The Bills are hosting Washington next week. What do you think the Bills are favored by? So having said, so here's what I would have said if you didn't lead the witness. I would have said it should have been like four and a half. Okay. I'm going to say it's like north of a touchdown. It's nine and a half. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's really high. I was thinking, even when you said it's too much, I was thinking like seven and a half. That just seems like a weird number to me. That's big. Maybe Washington's just awful, though. Maybe. The Colts are at the Titans, and we don't know who's starting for a quarterback for the Colts, but they have a line on this game. What do you think the spread in that is? The Colts are at the Titans? Yeah. We don't know the quarterback. I'll say eight. It's five. Titans by five. Yeah, I like the Titans. Hmm. It's a tricky board. If Jacob Eason is out there, that's going, that's crossing a touchdown. They got to be budgeting for Wentz playing. They, they must be. Maybe it's just, you know, a, maybe it's not a high ankle sprain. I mean, the guy broke his foot like three weeks ago, and apparently he just prayed and it got better. Well, he prayed, he got COVID, and then his foot got better. And everything <laughs> was fine. Yeah, well, you know, going 50-50 with prayers is not bad. Uh, couldn't be immune but still i mean then again maybe for the titans they want once out there because the shovel passes quite dangerous uh man only five points only five points and the other one like do you think the bears are good or bad because i i think fields is gonna start now because dalton's like i think they're hurt. good well if you think they're good think the bears are good they're at cleveland next week cleveland four and a half seven and a half See, if everyone everyone watching this is probably wishing I was the Lions maker to be print fest out there. <laughs> Seven and a half, man. Yeah, I guess that's reasonable at home against the Bozos. But I, I, I think the Bears defense will 
start to, I'm not going to say they're going to be the elite unit, but I think they're going to look better and better. Uh, the Rams was just a bad game for them to, to open the year. And th- I didn't, I don't think they looked that bad against the Rams. They weren't good, but they weren't a travesty either. And the Rams are supposed to be really good. They're a Super Bowl favorite. And so were the Browns, the, but I don't know. No, yeah, I mean, I don't. The thing I like, I, I trust the, the Bears front a little more. The secondary at times does scare me, but I don't worry about Baker in that, you know, whoever's going to be catching the ball, like just dicing them up. I'd be more worried about Chubb. And I think the Bears can do enough to keep him in check. I can see that too. Then you have the whole wild cards. If if Fields is starting, can he make enough ceiling plays, whether it's a run or a deep pass to put up 21 points? Because for a lot of that game today against the Texans, it it almost felt like Cleveland was going to lose at certain points. Yeah, I mean, the Texans are just so bad that, you know, when they needed to, they could just turn it on. um, (laughs) Turn on the Tyrod. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, I mean... I don't know. And then this guy, you know, I know you brought up uh, Detective David Mills. Is that really his name? His, his name is Davis Mills, but it's Detective oh, Davis. The quarterback's name is Davis Mills. The detective is Detective David Mills. You know, what's yeah. in the box? And da- Davis, David Mills. Davis Mills couldn't figure out what was in the box all day. Like that was not 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 one of his strengths. No, 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 not good. So if. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't, I don't think we learned anything about the Browns today at all. That they, they're not going to throw if they don't have to. It seems. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like we kind of knew that they don't want to throw the ball. Uh, right. The thing we know, we knew today is that Baker's arm is not torn off, not going to be amputated. No, yeah, that and that's fantastic news. That's really great to hear. Right? Although it was just dangling there, just, I couldn't get that out of my mind. I was like, oh, he's dead. And then I was wrong. And basically everything I tweeted today was wrong. I felt like Andrew Cass. I was around, I was in too close of proximity and I was trying to film him the entire time. As he was having, he started to, did I tell you he started to cry? Tears. The second We've all been there as, as the, Jets people. The, the, the second pick on his second pass of the game. There was, there was tears. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there with the Jets. I forgot you're it a Jets. I forgot you're a Jets fan. I mean, I would liquidate the Jets franchise for one extra showdown touchdown. Like I really don't care uh, too much, but I, I do. I do like the Jets. You have the soft spot in your heart. I when they said that there was, there, I, I, I tweeted out a list of quarterbacks who have had as many picks as completions in a first half ever, like rookie quarterbacks. And I think half them were Jets quarterbacks. It was like Sanchez, sure Darnold, Sanchez, Wilson, Peterman. But Peterman was on that list. Yes, I'm sure he was <laughs> like that guy. Um, but credit to him. He's got a nice life. Just making remember Charlie Whitehurst. Yeah. Tight, tight. Yeah. The football Jesus. Yeah. Like that guy, just such a good life. Like there's certain guys just chilling as a backup, doing your thing, make a great, great wage. Like it's gotta be nice. Well, Nate Peterman almost got brought into the game today. Because I forgot that Mariota yeah. got hurt for a couple of weeks and he was out. And I did not realize that Peterman was actually Derek Carr's backup. And Derek Carr twisted his ankle down near the red zone. I was like, oh, who's their backup? And I was like, oh, good. Nate Peterman's warming up on the sidelines. Let's go. Couldn't. That, it would, that would have been great. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him at some point this year and just like live betting picks. See if that can happen. Last game for week three. The Seahawks are at the Vikings. How do you how would you price that? Mm, maybe like the Vikings 
plus one and a half. It's plus one for the Vikings. Okay. That, that's basically a coin toss game. Like if you're just gonna say it's it boils down to who's better, Wilson or Cousins. Like these are the spots where I, I like I bet on the Seahawks heavy last week against the Colts. I love them in these like less than a touchdown spots on the road. I think that's like the optimal situation for the Seahawks. I I I mean the Seahawks are probably on they might be the number one team that I've I've tried to short them for like five years now, thinking that they're done and they just do their thing. It's just already though, like now or never for Minnesota. Yeah, but it it might just be never. It might. Yeah. It might just be never. That's very possible. Um, Just at home with those weapons. Like if you're even a remotely good team, you have to win that game. That's why it's priced like that. I'm not surprised about that spread. Any more football final thoughts? Cause Max Homo won the golf. That in theory is good for me, but it didn't. I thought Maverick was going to win, but he was like 30% owned, so it didn't matter. Yeah, um, I, and somehow I, I used a ton of uh, ton of Homa on DraftKings and didn't bet him because I'm an idiot. He cheated. Yeah, I didn't. He had quite the run today. I saw some highlights. Like he made an eagle from the middle of the fairway. He backed it up with like a 30 foot putt on the next hole. Like he, he went out and played to win. He shot seven under, but it was just you know, Ryder Cup. Get him on the team for next week. I was just going to ask you. Are you betting the Ryder Cup? Yeah, I'm doing a show tomorrow for Ryder Cup. Uh, Feinberg and I are getting together. So that will be obviously. Uh, and then Tambo and Kenny are going to have the draft because there's DraftKings for Ryder yeah, Cup. Uh, they're going to do the DraftKings breakdown. We're going to do the betting breakdown. Tim said that Europe is going to win and that he thinks that burned Weisberger is severely underrated. Like, I don't want to have to go like lay all that juice with the States, but I, I really think the States are going to win. And I think that Bryson is going to be awesome. Hmm. I have no, I have no take on any of this. Uh, I do think the turmoil is overblown. I'm sure we'll be ready to play. And we got some dudes. Yeah. And, and I, Harris English. I, I, yeah, and Harris English. I'm usually team Europe in these circumstances. Oh so my. And I always like the dog money. I just don't like this course for them at all. Maybe I'm dead wrong, but that's why I like Bryson. Like if you go look at courses where length and driver mean more than anything, like this is the course. Like, this is a perfect pick for the U.S. team to be like, when they were hosting it, like, when the Euros picked Le Club National en France the last time around, like, that is the perfect Euro course. And then the Americans sent bombers over to it. It's like, oh, we just put it in the water every time. <laughs> Great. Like, that, when people made the case for Kisner this time around was the case that Jeff and I were making for Kisner last time. It was like, last he's time. actually kind of the perfect guy for that course. How does it work? Like, does a... Do we as like a country be like, we can pick any course in America? I don't know exactly how it works. I think there's like a short list. These courses actually have to bid on it and want to host it. But I do think that the U.S., I think it's the, it's whoever does the PGA, she said the U.S. PGA, whatever it is, they ultimately get to pick. But they work in conjunction with the team. Like if you're not taking a bomber's track for your U.S. team, like what are you doing? Yeah, you have to. We'll bring them to Trinity Forest. <laughs> Just put Aaron Wise on the team. Yeah, drive, the game. drive every grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, because like the President's Cup, I don't know where it is next year, but it's a 2024. You'll have to come up for this. I want to do a big blowout. It's in Montreal. I just think that would be a great time because uh, that course yeah. is a lot of fun. Just water everywhere. <laughs> Count me in. Oh, is that another touchdown? Jarek McKinnon to the one yep. yard line. Th- thought he was on the Vikings. No, no, that's that was six years ago. Yeah, that's where, like I said, 25th yeah 2016 that was a nice time 
Yeah. That, that, that was your sweet spot for, for that was that was I really I was in my prime there. Now uh you fast forward and Jared McKinnon is I, I don't even know which team he's on. He's on the Chiefs. Okay. He, he's been on the Niners the past three years, and every year Cust said it was, Cust said it was gonna be a breakout year, and then he kept blowing out his knee in the preseason. Jared McKinnon on the Chiefs. All right. What happened to uh Daryl Williams? No, because Daryl Williams just scored a touchdown. Thompson? Oh, Darwin Thompson. I believe he got Darwin hurt. Thompson. I believe he got hurt before the year started, or he got cut no, from the two. That's a shame. Yeah, remember when he was going to be a thing last year? Yeah, I always liked him in college, but he was like, him. "Oh man, Andy Reid with Darwin Thompson." It's like I got to draft him late, and he's just terrible. It's a damn shame. Who's the team I should be betting on in college? Like the vastly underrated team that like no one's paying. Why? Like, is it Wyoming? Yeah, Wyoming at home. In the everyone always talks about altitude in Colorado. Go to Laramie. That's extreme altitude. Um, other than that, though, of the big schools, it's really crazy. Everybody looks pretty bad outside Alabama. Um, so, yeah, when we'll we'll see uh, Notre Dame, I think plays two ranked opponents in a row. Is Cincinnati actually good? They're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Indiana is that good, and they got by them last week, but. Cincinnati's got a. Re- I like their quarterback. He's experienced. He knows what he's doing. Uh, what you need to do, actually. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Sorry, now you're going to get a rant. What you need to do is, is bet against UConn every week. That's the move, 100%. And I say this as someone last week, I bet Army against UConn and I laid 34 points. And at halftime, it was 42 nothing and they didn't cover. And I was extremely tilted. Did you, but in general, did you graduate from UConn? No, I went to UMass. Oh, you went to UMass. It might as well be the same shit. It's all bad football teams, but yeah, but only one of them had Derek Brown. I'm not sure which one. I don't know. We have Victor Cruz. Oh, you did he, was he and Marshall Ship? Marcel. Remember that guy? I, I know the name, but I, he I was on like the, the Cardinals, I think, at one point, running back. I can't. The, the cuss was throwing names at me today. Of like running backs, like you'd be surprised how often like the trash bin in my mind gets like deleted, like the, the empty trash button on stuff that happened like four years ago in football. It's like I got a lot to remember like this week. I need to know who's on every team. I need to know the snap shares. I'm doing this show. Like the, this other information, just it goes. I don't know what happens to it. it. Just goes away. It evaporates. Andy Isabella, who talk about evaporates. Where is he? He, he is. Uh, Rondell Moore really pushed him out. <laughs> Tough, tough scene. Uh, yeah, UMass and UConn do play in football this year. It's going to be quite a battle. Is UMass a D1 team? Yeah, they are a D1 team. They are they don't have a conference because no one will take them. <laughs> I bet their win total, it's one and a half this year. They have no wins so far, but things are looking okay. How would you say that they're looking okay? Because they get to play they're UConn? Because they got UConn, and then they play Maine. Oh, and Maine, I think Maine has Maine has a football team, not a not an FCS one. So like they play like some real bad schools in there. I have a feeling UMass might get to like three wins. Is it are Maine the Golden Bears? Because I remember the Paul, Black Bears, Black Bears, because Paul Korea played college hockey for Maine. You ever been to the Frozen Four? I have never been to the Frozen Four. A guy I grew up with won as captain of Wisconsin. He, they won the Frozen Four. 
yeah, Wisconsin is very, very good. All those schools, like Bemidji State and stuff, they get crazy up there. Yeah, I remember when I went to Minnesota and I was hanging with Moose and he's like, yeah, Cloud State, really good hockey team. I was like, what the fuck is Cloud State? Yeah. But apparently good hockey team. Who knew? Yeah, there's, they got to UMass, uh, really good hockey. We just won it. That makes sense. It feels like Northeast. I mean, obviously, like Florida probably doesn't have a great hockey team, but like no. I, I had a, like one of my good friends went to Bowdoin. <laughs> I, I don't know where that. I think that's also in Maine, but he went down there it's, to play hockey. Like, yeah, yeah. I, it just it's funny because growing up in Canada, like you just know all these people that they could have played like major junior, but they're like, yeah, I'm probably not going to make the NHL. So I'll just go and like take a full ride somewhere in the States. And all these like small schools are like relatively good at hockey. Like mo- most people I do know who are like pretty sharp. Um, like I know a bunch of people that just ended up at Ivy League schools because they're just constantly scouring Canada for guys that can pass like the SATs and be good at hockey and they'll take whoever. Yeah. Yeah. The Ivies are always, Ivies got good lacrosse. They've got good hockey. Um, probably a good so. polo team. Yeah. I'm sure they do. All right, man. Thanks for jumping on. Of course. Fun, yeah. fun, uh, fun recap. It's been a, a wild Sunday. We, we got to do it again soon. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out the Sunday show. It took me seven years to figure out a Friday show, but I've, I've nailed that now. People love the new you Friday. I, I am. Just, I look forward to recording the Friday show now because I don't ever know what Cam is going to say. Yeah, I mean, I get the privilege of uh, talking ponies with Cam every so often, and it is uh, it is quite an ordeal every time. Oh, I got another thing to ask you. I, I see you bought a uh, part of a horse. Yes, I did buy part of a horse. So Cody is buying a horse. So he's auctioning it off. I think he's going to talk about this on Dogger Pass. I might buy another stake in the horse and give it away on the show to someone. That is, that's all good stuff. You should get uh, in on it. We're making sure that Tim isn't like, we said that Tim's not allowed to yeah, buy Yeah, the poor it. horse. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't kill the horse. Yeah, I think yeah maybe I will. It's 500 bucks. Is it, is it a horse like the one behind me or is it a chariot horse it's a hard paul it's a harness racing horse right yeah so cody's dad is like the all-time most winning yeah, jockey the super, in, yeah, in, yeah. in the history of ontario harness racing and the last horse they bought ended up selling someone he was telling me about it i don't quite understand the horse horse racing world but the horse was too good and then someone came in and like <laughs> bought it from him like they because it was in some sort of race where you can like put a bid on it and the guy put the bid on it and it ended up selling yeah, claiming like, race yeah it was a claim race and his horse got claimed because yeah. it was too good yeah so there you go i'm hoping that kind of happens for this one but yeah it's 500 bucks for one percent of the horse and that covers one year like you, you would have to i think you would have to re-up for 500 again i don't know how it works exactly mm-hmm. cody's probably better to explain it but that that covers your one percent stake till the end of 2022 that includes the like training the feeding the housing all that stuff because cody does all that stuff so he wants to and he wants something that like we can all you know have a live stream some shit race in the middle of nowhere in canada and we're just sounds... rooting, rooting for horses that sounds like a good time yeah i think it's gonna be fun and l- listen i've spent 500 bucks on worse I... stuff this weekend i could have bought a whole stable of horses apparently with the damage i did so uh yeah man that that's a good time ben raza follow him on twitter at jazz dfs the most profitable college football betting show in the country is yours is that true uh you know i, I think there's probably only like four or five shows so i can guarantee us we're in the top 10 uh come check it out it's great every saturday anytime there's college football me and matter having breakdowns uh dfs and betting so it's been a lot of fun and it's going to be happening all year do you, that you record the show on saturdays 
we have a lot before lock right before the slate uh and we got shows kind of leading up you know whether it's thursday or friday as well how do you guys not do like a thursday best bet show so it can live for two days and you get all the traffic yeah that's that's something so we do a wednesday show actually podcast betting you it's called uh and it's a strict betting breakdown so We've got that up. You can always listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll bring you on for some uh, college football hot takes. I know secretly you've been scouring uh, these the Mountain West Conference and the WAC and the SWAC and all the all the shady conferences. I have not watched one second of college football, although I did win a big bet on the Blue Bombers and the CFL the other night. Which I'm pretty proud okay. of. I saw Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, Winnipeg. Uh, nice. ben, ben, Benny put out this tweet. Like he's like the only guy who covers CFL football and like cares about it. And I guess they like lost their starting quarterback at one point. He's like, yeah, the the, the team that they're playing lost their starting quarterback, but no one's actually moved any of the betting prices yet. So you can just bet Winnipeg right now at minus four when they're going to be. A, I think they closed at minus ten or something like that. Yeah. See, that's that's the type of stuff you just can't get in the NFL. No. No, just no one gives a shit about the CFL. So yeah, just free money. Go, go bet on it. And yeah. Some of these wacky college teams kind of like that. Do a lot of people get scratched before the game in college? Oh yeah. All the time. The problem is it's like incredibly difficult to find out, but for sure. I mean, there's a lot of, Hey, I bet on this team. It's like, Oh no, like half their team isn't playing. Yeah. Like, Oh, I mean, it was worse last year when it's just like, Oh yeah. 40 guys have COVID, but uh, yeah, you just get, it gets great now. I mean, college basketball is even crazier because there's 350 schools. But in due time, I, we got a couple more months before that starts. All right, I'm Pat May. You can follow me at the PME. I'll be back on Monday. I'll have the updated waiver wire, the waiver wire column, the rankings, the pickups, all of the injuries. It's just tough to do on Sunday evenings when we don't know all the information on the injuries. I want to say one thing and then change everything in the morning. But I gave you my short list. I'm going to try to cobble together a newsletter as well. I don't know if people want three newsletters a week. So I've been doing them Tuesday evenings and I've been doing them Friday evenings. Maybe a Sunday evening, like quick recap, might not be the worst thing in the world either. But hey. Check your inbox. Maybe there'll be an email. Maybe there won't be. You can subscribe to it in the description right now. Thank you all for watching. Smash the like on the way out. And I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.